0: My family name is the name Jonker, which in Dutch means Jongheer, which is young lord. Um, not so young anymore. The Another good Dutch surname is Nachtgeboren, born naked, which I suppose speaks about itself. And then another one is, uh, you might have heard this one, Katzenellenbogen, cat's elbow. It can only be the Dutch, i tell you. Katzenellenbogen. But many times, um, people were given names because of jobs they did. So, Smith would have come from the name for someone who used to be a Smith. And um, various other surnames would come from jobs that people had. That's how they identified people. And so, um, names are important. Juliet, in uh, Romeo and Juliet, she had this... um, argument in her mind, with well actually with Romeo, about his name. And she said this, "'Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Oh, be some other name. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other word would smell as sweet. So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called, retain that ear perfection which he owes without that title. Romeo, doth thy name. Put away your name, Romeo, and then all our trouble's over and we can get married. So, what's in a name, she says. But you know, in the, in the case of Jesus Christ, a name was very, very, very important. Did Mary and Joseph just decide to call this baby Jesus? No. Luke chapter 1, verse 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. So when the angel appeared to Mary and to Joseph with this news, and especially to Mary, that was big news to her because she didn't know she was pregnant at the time, never mind what a child would be called. And so he says, You will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name, very specifically, Jesus, which means Jehovah is salvation. Very specifically. Now there were other babies also called Joshua, around. But this was very specific to the Messiah. He will be called Jehovah is salvation. And then the angel appears to Joseph and he says, She that is Mary will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And then he gives what Jesus will do. Why? For he will save his people from their sins. And so Jehovah is salvation would save his people from their sins. And that's why he was called Jesus specifically. That reading that we read earlier spoke about another name for the name for Jesus, the Messiah. And that was the name Emmanuel. You see, hundreds of years before Jesus' birth, the prophet Isaiah had very specifically prophesied that God would make a way for mankind, a sinful mankind, to be put into a right relationship with God again. And he said these words in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. The very same name. That was kind of amazing. Hundreds of years before, this prophet had said this. Not just that the virgin shall conceive, which was a historical fact later, but that she would even bear very specifically a son, and what they would call him. God with us. Isaiah continued um, in the record to give several more names describing this coming, coming Messiah. And I want us to look at this text this morning, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And this is what it says. For unto us a child is given... Unto us a child is born, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Those were other names for this very same Messiah, Jesus Emmanuel. He was also called Wonderful Counselor. He is the one who would have supernatural wisdom. That is wisdom outside of our circumstances. And that is why it's so necessary for us to go to him. Because he can give us wisdom looking from the outside of where we are at. He is the wonderful counsellor. The one who is wonderful in his counsel and in his daily guidance to you and I. This is the same Jesus that we're speaking about. He's also called Mighty God. Mighty God. The very same Jesus. Could Isaiah be any clearer in saying that the coming Messiah was God coming in the flesh? You see, mighty God means the warrior God. And so this same Messiah was coming as the warrior God to earth. The mighty God. The one who would save people from their sin. And wouldn't that take a mighty act of God to save something which is inside of us? which isn't even physical. And so the Word says, the Word became flesh, and He dwelt among us. This little baby grew up from a little baby boy. He grew up, He dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. And some of those disciples did. They got a bit of a glimpse of that glory when they saw Jesus transfigured on the mount. And we one day will see too Him in His glory. The glory as of the only begotten, of the Father So there are a few more names, two more of them. He's called Everlasting Father. How does that work? There's the Trinity, yes, but Jesus is also called Everlasting Father. The Trinity are one, but he is as Messiah, He would be a father to his people eternally. Isaiah wrote about the Messiah: "You, O Lord, are our Father." Our Redeemer from everlasting is your name. And even though our little minds can't kind of figure, but how can He be Father and not Father at the same time? He is. He is a Father to us. And if you know Jesus as your personal Savior and you've got that daily relationship with Him, you will have experienced a little bit of that comfort that He can give you as your Father. Jesus. He would compassionately care for and discipline His own. Didn't we see that already? Those of you who have been with us as we've been studying Luke, how Jesus compassionately cares for and disciplines His disciples. And they need such a lot, don't they? And so do we, this very same Jesus. And then the last title for Him that we're going to look at this morning is Prince of Peace. Jesus would be the one who would one day make peace possible between a sinful mankind and a holy God. And also... He would make peace possible between mankind, each other. And that's what he came to do. And that's what he still comes to do today. The wonderful truth is that Jesus did come as a baby, historically. And that's what I love about our little exhibit out the back there. We've got a missing baby. Instead, there's a note that says he's coming again. Because he's no longer a baby in a manger. You listen to the radio, to the, to the chat shows. And people just talking, they still talk about this baby in the manger. Yes, he did come, but he's now gone and he will be coming back. Jesus is the saviour of the world. He dwelt among us, but at the right time, he died for our sins and made a way back to God possible. And so in the case of Jesus Christ, that specific name, everything is in that name. But that's where the rub is you see, to keep it Shakespearean. That's where the rub is for you and I. Because how often do you and I, in the rush of pre-Christmas functions, and if you've been working, you'll know what those are. You've got about five on a day, right? The rush of pre-Christmas functions, of all those jobs that seem to be have to be done by Christmas for some reason, and all the business of Christmas celebrations, and it can turn into a business, and all the business of carol singing, and even having Christmas Day services, We can lose sight of Jesus Christ in all this. How often do we stop and think about Him and not this business we're about? The one who Christmas is actually all about? Or are we we perhaps having Christmas all around Jesus? I get this picture of the stone in the middle of the river and this water is coming and separating around the stone. And sometimes our Christmases are a bit like that our lives are a bit like that we live life all around jesus christ may this christmas today be a christmas where you can include jesus in your christmas celebrations tell your children about him when you give them the gifts tell them why are we giving gifts to each other let them know why we do it in the first place and tell them about the greatest of gifts that they can too can accept as children the gift Jesus Christ himself, who can come and live inside of them. And then secondly, the names given to describe Jesus here tell us more about him and his roles. But also, they are given to us so they can build us up in our faith. You see, the, the problem is this. I want to ask you some questions. Have you met Jesus, this one that we've just spoken about, your salvation, God come to earth, Have you met him as your saviour as you sit here today? You might be going through Christmas, but you still do not know this Jesus Christ that we are speaking about. You don't know him as your saviour. Do you trust and honour him daily as Emmanuel, God with us? Do you actually trust him daily? Or do you perhaps muddle through life and just go to him for supernatural counsel as the wonderful counsellor when everything else that you've tried hasn't worked? Do you go to Him immediately as the wonderful counselor that He is? Do you rest in Him as mighty God? Or are your, promises, are your problems in life too big for mighty God? Do you pour out your heart to Him as your everlasting Father? Do you have that relationship with Him where you can sit next to Him and just pour out your heart to Him and tell Him what's on your mind? Is He your everlasting Father? He will listen to you with compassion. And when the storms of life hit, do you allow Him to rule over your heart as Prince of Peace? You see, He's there for us, but we don't come to Him. And so this is reminder again, at this time of Christmas, let's pause. Let's remember Jesus Christ. Let's live in a daily living, practical relationship with him as Jesus Christ. Otherwise, it's just another Christmas. Come and go. And tell your children, His name is Jesus. He is the Savior of the world. He can be your Savior too. Tell them. And I pray that some may come to Christ this Christmas. And once Christmas is over, Let's not pack away Jesus Christ with the Christmas paper and the old boxes. Let's take him into the new year with us. Jesus Christ, the Saviour of the world. and Let's start January 1 with Jesus Christ and go on with him into this new year. Let's pray. Lord, our Heavenly Father, thank you that you did come through your Son, as a little baby. And thank you, Lord, for this time of the year that even though we have rush and even though we are so busy, we can still stop and say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and for making a way back to God possible. And Lord, I pray that you would help every single one of us to have Christ inside of us as we live our daily lives, to live the Christ of Christmas in practice. May, we, may he not be just a Jesus we attach to us when we need him. But may we live out Jesus Christ through today and into this new year so that the world will see that he is a living saviour and not just a little baby who was in a manger. Be glorified this Christmas we pray. Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.